So I think one of the lessons from this is that we should let the Lord sometimes reveal things at his own pace. Although we are commanded and encouraged to ask, seek, and knock, we need to make sure that we're prepared to receive. And because I would think that if we if we gain too much knowledge or information than we can handle, then it becomes a cursing and not a blessing. And I know exactly that's why they didn't give it everything to me when I was 14 that they said they would withhold until I was ready because it would have been a cursing upon me with everything else that I had to do. I would have been thinking about this and I wouldn't have focused on what was ahead of me and building a family and building my you know relationship with my wife and all that. I would have been too preoccupied with this way far out here stuff and skipped over the foundational steps that I really needed. So... So we go back to this verse, 9313, and um, he received not of the fullness at first, but at first, but continued from grace to grace until he received a fullness. Uh, the Lord very carefully, you know, brought uh, through his parents, through spiritual impressions, brought Jesus along a little bit at a time. And he, of course, was able to find grace in every step that he took probably unfaltering as he was as the plan was revealed to him he was able to absorb and accept and and fully operate at the next level each level he was given and i do take a lot of you know comfort in that and that the sky's the limit we can receive the same glory and and as uh the New Testament teaches we become joint heirs with Christ. So go ahead, please. You know, over time, and I've written this in our Carol and I's we wrote a few years back our book, True Connection, of all the times that we went up and down. And, you know, at the end of it, and we worked through grace and, and worked on forgiveness and coming back to this joyous feeling that more and more things were opened unto me as I was ready at that time, but it's, it's always this up and down struggle, you know, but we keep growing and growing and, and advancing to where we have these higher and higher levels of peace. And in those moments, we can receive and understand things. You have a recollection of not only seeing maybe some things the Lord is going to ask you to do in your life, but did you happen to see whether it was yourself or others if there was any schooling or preparation that was going on relative to the various missions we we should we are going to be sent to fulfill and by the way are i'm assuming that we are sent here with many of us with specific responsibilities and expectations besides just quote unquote living the gospel uh, you know as we learn from the new testament there's this body of christ there's a head there's shoulders there's feet and arms all of us are serving a function and did you see whether we had specific roles we were supposed to play or we would learn about them? And and then was there preparation made in able to do these you know positions? So, so busy in the pre-existence. It was just like you kind of didn't want to take time for rest because it was exciting. And we saw that there were natural talents and abilities among us in different areas. 
and they began to group together and of course many of them went out in councils to other worlds and as they learned and grew watching all these different earths grow and stuff their talents began to grow and learn and converse back and forth and became very talented like some are good with speaking with people and and talking with them and helping them to know the truth some were more understood nature and how plants grew and what plants were good for us and the good for our bodies and others knew how to help heal broken hearts and just connect and know the right words to say to help them find their way to the atonement and uh, do those kind of things and some were you know in on the creation of the earth and understood the layout of the earth and the, the patterns of it and they will probably become trailblazers in the future and are easy at orienteering and traversing and uh, others were very strong and and stout and firm in their beliefs and were able to work with michael and become part of michael's army and to you know at one point up there we gathered the third of the host of heaven and lucifer and took him to earth and that re will repeat again of course as we are here on this earth and i saw that in a way everything that we're experiencing now we kind of experienced in the pre-existence as far as conflict and stress and things because they we had a, a group that opposed us and opposed our plan and opposed everything we did and how we did everything that we could to convince them of our plan and yet they rejected it but we did have good missionary efforts there for a while did, did we have uh not that i want to go too deep into this i because i just want to stay on topic for what's helpful for us but did we have uh, experienced uh, teachers that were instructing us like in a classroom setting or council settings, or were we learning by doing, you know, also uh, when we were, before we came down? There were a few things that I remember going into council meetings and to buildings and so forth, but I saw so many times that we were on the grass or out on the field or something up there that was beautiful and green and discussing and doing things together that way so there were just very many opportunities you know and even up there there were buildings that need to be built you know like we had this wonderful beautiful great big conference center where people could meet together and the beautiful benches that it has in there and the wood and the stonework and stuff it was all we worked with it and learned oh. Okay, so here's here's my next question. It's very clear when we read the scriptures, especially the ones provided through the um, revelations given to Joseph Smith Jr. It's very clear from the book of Abraham, chapter 3, and it's very clear from the book of Moses that Jesus knew exactly what he was getting himself into when he volunteered to come to this earth and to be the Savior for us all, and that through him we could be saved and be cleansed of our sins through repentance. And it's very clear that he knew and volunteered freely with the full understanding of what he was to go through. So here's my question. You just you don't agree, disagree with that, right? No, not at all. Okay, so here's my question. How, how much did we know 
or do we agree to in our own lives? In other words, well, let me just say it this way. My issue is, my feeling has been that uh, when, if we came down with a handicap, if we came down with a disability, if we came down with in a really uh, challenging family line, uh, if we came down in in a certain country or a certain place that we had been fully informed of where we were going to go, uh, the circumstances, the challenges, and that we basically sat down, I don't know if we sat down with the Savior, but we sat down with someone and agreed to the plan that was going to become our lives. And I'm wondering, that's just my impression. Tell me if I'm way off or if I'm close or... No, what... you're right on. There were, in a way, two plans of salvation. One for the whole earth and the plan of us coming back. And then there was one where we would interview with our heavenly parents, mother and father, and uh, try to f- to counsel with them and find out what we were lacking in in becoming like them and the qualities that we wanted to emulate that were like our parents. And so they counseled with us and helped us decide on experiences that might help us become like them. And those would include where we were born or what type of family situation we were born into. And some of those were determined as to, you know, how much money we might have in our lives or how much we might struggle to have money to bring us closer to like them and the qualities there. So the trials and tribulations, both in our personal lives, as well as events among the nations, the purpose of those is to draw us closer to the Lord. Exactly, to emulate those qualities and traits that they had so that we could grow to be like them. I think it's easy to see in our own children as parents the differences within our children, how our children are not all mere images of each other. And the way we counsel with one is different than the way we counsel with another one. And, uh, you know, we can't handle each one of our kids in the same way. They're just so different. And I obviously see that that's the way our heavenly parents were with us. Okay. Uh, So I want to read a scripture. Again, I try and use these scriptures to uh, substantiate some of these ideas. This one I was shown before I went on a full-time mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I was excited to go on a mission, and I it's one of the greatest experiences of my life to be able to go and serve. But here, here are the verses. This is from the Vision of the Redemption of the Dead, as we call it, from Joseph F. Smith's writings. Uh, he died of, as I recall, the Spanish flu in 1918. Before he did so, he had a vision, and it was given to him on October 3rd of 1918. But this is what he says after he sees all these events, and he sees the Savior not only preaching the gospel to the dead, as described in 1 Peter 4, 7, but he also was uh, training up others to continue beyond the three days that he was among them. So here's what it says. It says, I observed that they were also among the noble and great ones who were chosen in the beginning to be rulers in the church of God. So in the church of God, there were those who were foreordained to be leaders. Verse 56, even before they were born, they with many others 
so male and female, uh, received their first lessons in the world of spirits and were prepared to come forth in the due time of the Lord to labor in his vineyard for the salvation of the souls of men. So a pretty narrow focus. We're here to, uh, he saw people being prepared in the spirit world to minister to others and to bring about their salvation. And it goes on to say, verse 57, I beheld that the faithful elders of this dispensation, when they depart from mortal life, continue their labors in the preaching of the gospel of repentance and redemption through the sacrifice of the only begotten Son of God among those who are in darkness and under the bondage of sin in the great world of the spirits of the dead. And it goes on to talk about that. But there it is right there. First lessons we receive in the spirit world before we even come forth. So I kept remembering as a missionary, I already know how to preach the gospel. My job is to remember how to do it because I've already been taught and trained. And that's really neat. You know, I myself have let us know the group that I didn't go on a mission and I felt so strongly by the spirit that I wasn't, that I needed to get started on my life's mission with my wife and go forward. And there were been many people in my life that I could not have influenced or could not have opened their hearts if I had been a missionary at first. It was because of this background that they listened to me and things. And the other thing I'd like to say is that in these councils and everything on the other side and this work together, so many times as the people I'm around, we all think it was all men. And I, I'd like to get rid of this idea and in, see how important the women were in this and how they were involved in counseling. Because even as we stand here today and as a husband and wife or, and father and mother, there are so many things that I don't understand about my children that my wife does and things that she can see. And so this eternal female perspective is absolutely necessary to balance out our world. We see a growing interest in learning more about the, you know, feminine divine that we don't always see jumping off the pages of the scriptures, but clearly there it's there. And I mentioned Genesis chapter one, when we, we created or God created in the image of god male and female and uh, of course the book of abraham talks about the gods plural uh, creating things i, I want to just transition a little bit here and i want to talk about the uh, something that uh, was mentioned by m russell ballard in the 2002 byu address that i mentioned earlier because i think it it's again it's a uh, it establishes a concept that i have felt is true and i think Sean, you have insight about it. And that is, and I want to read a scripture before I have you elaborate or expound on it. And that is that the things that are happening on the earth is nothing more than being played out what occurred in heaven. That things happen spiritually first, and then they happen in the physical world. And what I want to go to is Moses chapter three. Most book of Moses is in the pearl of great price. And if you read in Moses chapter two, you've got the Lord creating the earth, organizing the earth, and he's got help. We learned that from other 
other versions, mainly Abraham, book of Abraham. But here's what it says here. It says, uh, verse 5, he, the seventh day he ends his work, supposedly ends it, blesses the seventh day, sanctifies it. But listen to verse 5. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for I, the Lord God, created all things of which I have spoken spiritually before they were naturally upon the face of the earth. For I, the Lord, had not caused it to rain upon the face of the earth. So it isn't until he's all done with this spiritual creation described in the prior verses that the physical creation occurs. And so, and that's also, if you go to Abraham chapter, I think it's chapter five, I'll check my notes if you want to look it up. I won't quote it here. Abraham chapter five, verse five, same, same notion. So, Sean, I'm Russell Ballard talked about the fact that the war in heaven, which was basically, uh, you could maybe describe what we were fighting over, because I think you have a recollection of it, which will be very valuable, that what we fought about then is playing out on the earth today. Do you want to talk about that for a bit? You know, as I saw, the common thing is that all wars, everything from the pre-existence until this, even in other worlds, has all been fought over agency and how much agency we're allowed to have. And to me, you know, I we were given so much agency to choose the things that we specialized on, whether it was plants or animals or, or uh, creating rocks and, and those kind of things, that we were given a choice all along the way, even until we end this life. You know, even as people leave this earth and go to the other side, they don't have to just go right to Christ. They can choose to just hang around their relatives and things unless they start creating conflict. But agency is never taken away. And uh, that's this conflict, even as we're seeing it today, you know, because we saw us with not only organizing and gathering and making plans and studying other things and conversing with one another a lot, but we had missionaries and people that were really good on the other side that were missionaries that were pulling people back from Lucifer's plan. In fact, at one time, I saw that two-thirds of all the spirits in heaven had chosen Lucifer's plan because he'd made it sound simple and easy and straightforward and believable because his voice and his demeanor and his look is so suave and he speaks so eloquently and everything. He convinced so many people that it was only through our missionary efforts that we drew back a third so that we had two-thirds and he was at one-third of the population. And so still today, here we are struggling, no matter what church we're in or whatever, to bring those to believe in Christ and to trust in his grace and to trust in his mercy and to involve him in our daily lives. And that fight is exacerbated. And today, as we see the conflict within Ukraine and Russia and China and everywhere we look, we can see conflict. And most typically, the people that are heading up this are working to take away our choices and our agency because they feel like they know better than we do. 
that we should we're not educated enough to make decisions for ourselves and that they should make decisions for us and so therefore they are continually aligning themselves more and more with lucifer to take away our choices and of course the way you do that in heaven or here is you create fear and i saw lucifer many times pull people off to the side one-on-one in a dark corner and explain to them that getting a body was not something you wanted to do that it had pain in this body that we they could not understand that you would go through horrible experiences that you might watch a loved one die that you might have health problems that you might have all these things and he created fear and he says if you follow me and follow my plan we don't have to go through all this you don't want to listen to them but he would always take everybody aside that was questioning into a dark corner one-on-one and talk to him in this way and that pattern still repeats and even at this time the whole big thing with these one world order, open society, communist societies or whatever is to get you afraid enough that you just hand over all your choices to them and let them choose what you eat, where you live, how far you travel, what you own. And it's just, it's not the Lord's plan because with the Lord's plan, he would want each one of us to grow to become like him and he, there would be a path and a way for us to grow a teaching thing and we would make decisions of our own fate and decide for ourselves whether we were going to eat lettuce today or a hamburger today you know we're now they're even saying that meat's bad for us and we can't make that choice for ourselves so we'll force it on you but this pattern just goes on and on <laughs> 